0: Our Bible reading is taken from Luke 24, from verses 13 to 33, the first part of 33. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And how slow to believe all all that the prophets have, have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Just keep your Bibles open.
1: Sabim, thank you very, very much for reading that to us. And we're going to start with a little question, an Easter question. Easter Sunday, how do you know if Jesus is alive today? How do you know if Jesus is alive today? Well, the clever answer is to read what happened on the first Easter morning. And you see it's historical fact. Eyewitnesses thought that he'd come back to life. But then as we read, we find that the eyewitnesses who had the facts struggled to believe the facts that Jesus was alive, even though they were eyewitnesses. They needed something else. And in chapter 24, Luke tells us three stories of what happened that first Easter Sunday. One in the morning... One in the afternoon and one at night. And each story has four stages. First you get baffled people who get told off for not believing, who then get taught the Bible and then they go out and tell other people. Each of those four stories... Has those four things going on. So, in um, the first uh, story, verses 1 to 17, you get women who are baffled. They're told off not believing, they're taught the Bible, and they go and tell others. We're going to be mainly looking at the afternoon, the passage that Bim read about two men who get told off for not believing, are taught the Bible, and go off to tell others. And then in the evening we'll come, mainly next week, to the apostles, who are told off for not believing, who, in the end, are taught the Bible and are told to tell others. So we're just going to be looking at the afternoon on the Easter Sunday, And we're going to look at those four different things and try and learn from those four different things by picking up four stages of faith, if I can put it like that. Stage one is uh, sadness. And you see that in the morning story, verse one, if you have a look on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices and they went to the tomb. In other words, they think Jesus is dead, and in their love for him, they want to stop him going smelly. And the angels they meet in verse 4 tell them off in the sense that they say, you shouldn't be here at all because you've already been told. Why do you look for the living among the dead? They should, in other words, have believed what Jesus said in the past. So, yes, they've got good intentions. No one's doubting their love. But they don't believe they are acting as unbelievers. And they go to the tomb. Like the men in our story, they're dragging their feet as they shuffle home from Jerusalem. They're going home because they've lost all hope in verse 21. And they are sad too. Uh, they had hopes. But those hopes are gone. And again, Jesus... Says that they're not believers in the sense that they are slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ah, It's so like us today, isn't it? We say we believe, but when we don't really listen to what Jesus says, we find ourselves doing things with good intentions, but essentially show that we're not really believing Him. There's a little church right across the street from where I live and all Good Friday people went in there in the afternoon to spend three hours reliving the cross as they go through it themselves, trying to understand what Jesus felt on that day. Good intentions, no one doubts to love, but that's unbelief. Because Jesus went to the cross for three hours so that you would never have to go near that yourself. That's what he told us. But we don't believe it when we try and do the same thing ourselves. See, trying to please God without listening to what Jesus said will always be a forlorn and sad experience for us. And so our sadness is that we say we believe but the way we live it out shows that we haven't really listened and believed. Second stage is surprise. And what's surprising here is a call for humility because you'd expect Jesus to say, come lads, I know you're sad. Hey, it's me. Cheer up. Can you see I'm risen? He doesn't say that. In verse 25, how foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Now, do you catch the surprise even in that? Because you would expect Jesus to say they are foolish for not believing the women because they know what the women have done in verse 23. They came and told us they had seen a vision of angels who said Jesus was alive. Why didn't you believe? Slow of heart and foolish. Why did you not believe the women? But he doesn't say that. He says, why didn't you believe? the prophets you should have believed the women certainly and especially after what the women said were checked out in verse 24 yeah you should have believed the women but he doesn't say that he says you should have believed the prophets now why is believing the prophets more important than believing the women it must be because it's not enough just to know the facts of what happened on that resurrection. To know the facts about God. In fact, if you look at these guys, they knew all the facts. If you look at verses 19 to 24, they knew all about Jesus, where he was from, that he was from Nazareth, what he did, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, how he died, the chief priests and rulers had him over, and that people had said that he'd come back to life again. They knew all of that. They had all the facts. But can you understand that these men and us can be clued up about God and clueless about God at the same time if you don't understand why God did what he did. Years later, the Apostle Paul wrote a famous chapter about the resurrection. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in the Bible, if you want to have a look, where it says, Christ died for our sins. Now, to have the facts, Christ died, so what? It's only when you know why he died for our sins, that's the point at which you have the gospel. That's when you know why it is really Big news. And when we understand why he had to die, that is a humbling surprise for us. Because it shows that really we haven't got God right. And therefore, in the words of Jesus, the son of man, the Messiah, had to suffer because we have got God so badly wrong. And it's an important second stage that we have to go through if we're going to understand the reality that Jesus is alive. But then the third thing is that there is uh, the scripture, as Jesus said, beginning in verse 27 with Moses and all the prophets Jesus explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. He says they're all speaking about him. Now the really interesting thing to see is that actually after their eyes were opened uh, in verse 31, when they finally said, yeah, it was Jesus, in verse 32, you hear them saying, but hang on a minute, Even when he was talking to us, we had our hearts burning. In other words, we began to realize it was him, even before we saw him just now, we began to realize even then, as he was explaining to us the Bible, we began to realize it was him. There was something different. That actually, yeah, if we thought about it, it seems like he was speaking to us then. It all started there. So they realised that it was Jesus speaking as they were hearing the prophets speaking. It's when you hear the prophets uh, speak to you about Jesus that you begin to take in, really take in that this is real and true. You may not know it at the time, because you don't see Jesus speaking to you at the time but you begin to understand that it is like he is talking to you and growing your confidence in you as uh, you listen to the prophets and as that happens your heart begins to uh, kind of know it and is warm in fact burned is what it says And it's so easy for us, I think, to get that wrong. We tend to think that if you you want your heart warm, go to a place where the music is great, the worship is brilliant, and that will touch your heart. Yeah, it will. Music does have that effect. That's why there are background songs going on in films. So you catch the mood of the film at that moment. It's able to lift up your heart. The Last Night the Proms does that, if you're British but what burns your heart is when you open your Bible and discover Jesus is not a great man who died he is the glorious one that centuries of people are there to help you to see that as you hear what they say so your heart will burn proportionate to how glorious you realize Jesus is to save you. That's the point at which your heart begins to burn. And it'll only happen as you listen to what the prophets have to tell you in the Bible. At that moment, you hear Jesus speaking when you hear the prophets speaking that he is great. So, the third stage the Bible is to let Jesus explain himself as you open up the Bible and hear the prophets. And then the last stage is where they go and speak to others. When we hear Jesus, we go and tell others. In verse 33, they get up. And by now it's night time and yet they're walking seven miles back to Jerusalem never mind it's getting dark, possibly dangerous they still go and they tell their friends. See it's like the old trains Uh, if you remember the steam engines I don't know whether Abigail is old enough to ever see the steam engine but you know that the steam is getting to the wheels when the engine begins to move. That's when you know that the steam is getting down where it matters. And the same way, you know when the resurrection really gets the Christian, when they begin to go out and start telling other people, even at crazy times, like the time they went back seven miles to Jerusalem. It's the kind of irrational thing the Christians do when they know that actually uh, Jesus is absolutely vitally important to save people why I know a certain estate in London where people even go out and do the un-British thing of knocking on doors and uh, telling people uh, how important it is to be saved by him, because we understand uh, all that the Bible tells us about him is true. Now if you're someone who's new to church, you haven't been to church very much before, I wonder if it uh, might uh, uh, help to think about this a little bit more. How will you know? How will Christianity click for you? Will it be that you hear a voice in your bed at night time? Will it be that you see a miracle and then you kind of believe after that? You know what will make a real difference to you? It is to allow us to show you what the prophets and the Bible uh, tell us about all the Lord Jesus has done to save you. Now, if you want to speak to me later, I'll give you the quick version, but keep coming back, because um, next Sunday we'll finish off Luke's Gospel about going out uh, and uh, telling uh, the world. But the Sunday after that, we'll start looking at 1 Samuel, which is a prophet Uh, who was around a long time ago, and he'll show us the start of God's kingdom that Jesus is king of. So come back and you see uh, what uh, uh, the Bible means when it says uh, you learn about Jesus uh, all the way through. Now, if you've been to church for a little bit, you might have uh, picked up from what we're talking tonight that the biggest danger is that you can go around with good intentions and maybe with a head full of knowledge but nonetheless show that you haven't really been listening to Jesus and that living out of it uh, isn't uh, really happening. We live like unbelievers even though we might be linked to a church and have all that in our system. Now is it really important for us to understand from this that if we really want our hearts opened, the way that'll happen is to find out from the Bible what the greatness of the Lord Jesus is and the length that he went to to save you. And to hear that again and again and again. If all you do is get your um, kind of Christianity from church, then there's a good chance that it'll last while you're in church. But outside the church, it's possible to be joyless and hopeless. But if you want your heart to be really warmed and filled with and understand the greatness of God, then understand where that'll come from, which is from what the Bible tells us about Jesus. You hear Jesus teaching you, from the Bible, you would be hearing his voice telling you about himself, and your confidence in him will grow well if we're humbled by what we've heard tonight, and we know what it's like to hear Jesus speaking when the Bible opens, we know those times when we kind of thought, wow, this is really new, this is great, I hadn't seen this before, I think Jesus is really wonderful, I didn't realise how good and you've had that happen to you kind of Notice the last ending of what happened in each of those cases. Jesus doesn't speak just to warm up our hearts. Jesus speaks that we go out and explain to others how important it is that they must be safe, uh, that they might trust him and what he has done. So, that's why we'll come back next week to look at the end of Luke's Gospel. Because the climax of Luke's Gospel is actually not the resurrection. The climax of the Gospel is... Well, come back next week, and I'll tell you more. Okay? Let's pray that God will help us to take those things in and remember. Our Father in heaven, we praise you that the glory of the Lord Jesus is not just for the people who were around in his day, but available for anyone today who will think through what the prophets have said about him. And we praise you that Jesus speaks to us about himself when we listen to them. Uh, By your Holy Spirit, help us to see that that is how our hearts will be warmed in our Christian lives. As we see the Lord Jesus is more and more glorious from the Bible, even if we don't see him with our eyes. And we pray that you will help us as you warm our hearts to keep talking to others about his goodness and greatness and we pray that in his name Amen Amen.